Welcome to the Off Grid Texas Show, where we'll postulate the survivalist movement and tear open the condition that is the prepper mindset. We'll talk about gear, guns, packs, and kits, and everything in between. We can uncork our favorite bottle of conspiracy theories and enjoy that Kool-Aid together. So post up with me. I am your host, Camo Keith. But first, we rock. This is the OGGX Prepper Survivalist Show. I am your host, Cam O'Keefe. I want to welcome all of you for joining us here tonight. For questions and comments on show topics past and future, contact us at shtf at offgridtx.com. Now, really, we'd love to hear from you guys. Jump on your emails right now and tell us your story or just say hi. The OGGX Prepper Survivalist Show promises we do not ever use, sell, or spam our listeners' emails. You want to be a guest on the show? This is your chance to tell your prepper survivalist story. We think our listeners would love to hear why you got started, how you got started, and the ways you're planning to improve your preps. You've worked hard to become the prepper that you are today, so go on, brag a little. We'd love to hear your story. Shoot us an email with a short description of what you want to say, and we'll see if we can't get you on the air. That's shtf at offgridtx.com. And please visit the Offgrid Texas website and let us help you find the right path to preparedness. The site is 100% free and chock full of information for prepper survivalists of all levels. You can support the show by visiting the shop and having a look around. From show swag to survival gear, you'll find quality merch at insanely discounted prices. And as always, the OGTX team thanks you for your support. Visit the site by going to offgridtx.com. So, you've been bitten by the prepper bug. That pesky little creature of conscience that bores in, sets up camp, and begins its task of cerebral manipulation. For some, it's a quiet voice that hints of unrest. For others, it's powerful, relentless, and seductive. But from one extreme to the other, we all stand united in our quest to become the self-reliant leaders of our destiny. Tonight, we discuss the who, what, where, and why we're preppers. So let's pick each other's prepper brains. It's the prepper way. But first, as usual, some prepper news to keep you informed. Our first news story tonight will be the only news story tonight. We feel it's that important. So let's head down to Old Mexico and take a hard look at the Mexican cartels and the control they have over the people of Mexico and the Mexican border we share with them. Now, many Americans may not know this. The United States is among several countries that allow dual citizenship. That is a person's right to be a citizen of more than one state or country. Now, this is common between the United States and Mexico. In many cases, dual citizenship isn't by choice, but rather by... Uh, you know, a byproduct of uh, circumstances. Now, for many Americans, it is by choice. These folks can move freely back and forth between Mexico and U.S. without incident. That wasn't the case, however, for a large group of Americans who were traveling from their home in Mexico to their home in the United States. Here's the story as reported on Fox News. 
at least six children and three women living in a faith-based community of U.S. citizens in Mexico were shot to death Monday in a northern part of the country. And six more children were wounded after the convoy came under fire during a brazen daylight ambush believed to have been carried out by gunmen affiliated with the cartels. Alfonso Durazo, Mexico's top security official, confirmed the six deaths, adding that six more children were wounded in the attack, with five transferred to hospitals in Phoenix, Arizona. He had indicated that one child was still missing, although relatives later appeared to indicate that the girl, Mackenzie Langford, age nine, was eventually found. She had been grazed in the arm by a bullet and had gone for help only to get lost in the dark. Now, they said the group was attacked while traveling in a convoy of three SUVs. Durazo said the gunmen may have mistaken the SUV convoy for rival gangs. Police first found a burned-out Chevy Tahoe with five people in it. About 11 miles up the mountainous dirt road, they found a Suburban with a dead woman and two dead children inside. Further on, they found another Suburban and about 15 yards away, the body of a woman. The victims were all dual Mexican and U.S. citizens and were traveling back to the U.S. when they were ambushed, according to Utah's KUTV. Now, among those killed were Ronita Maria Miller, 30, and her four children, Howard, 12, Crystal, 10, and eight-month-old twin babies, Titus and Tiana. Her burned-out, bullet-ridden SUV was reportedly found outside the town where the settlement is located. Also killed were Christina Marie Langford Johnson, 31, Donna Ray Langford, 43, and two of her children, Trevor and Rogan, ages 11 and 2. Several other children survived the attack, including Faith Johnson, Christina's seven-month-old daughter, who was found in a car seat, seemingly put on the floor by her mother, unharmed. In a series of tweets, President Trump sent out several tweets to strike out at the monsters who perpetrated this act and to the Mexican government. He tweeted, A wonderful family and friends from Utah got caught between two vicious drug cartels who were shooting at each other, with the result being many great American people killed, including young children and some missing. If Mexico needs or requests help in cleaning out these monsters, the United States stands ready, willing and able to get involved and do the job quickly and effectively. The great new president of Mexico has made this a big issue. But the cartels have become so large and powerful that sometimes need an army to defeat an army. This is the time for Mexico, with the help of the United States, to wage war on the drug cartels and wipe them off the face of the earth. We merely await a call from your great new president, Trump tweeted. Fox News reports that Mexico's president, Andre Obrador, refused that approach, saying at a news conference that the worst thing you can have is a war. We declared war and it didn't work. That is not an option, he said, referring to the policies of previous administrations. Now, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich told Fox News, The kidnapping and killing of U.S. citizens in Mexico should be a wake-up call to the United States government. Gingrich said that he thinks the U.S. has been hiding from reality when it comes to the power of Mexican drug cartels and their chokehold on the Mexican government. The cartels have grown richer, stronger, and bigger. They are a direct threat to the Mexican government much more than the attention we've paid to Syria, Iraq, or Afghanistan, he said. Mexico is a vital American interest, and our desire to make sure Mexican government defeats the cartel should be enormous. He said, I hope this will be a wake-up call, that we had better find a way to have a partnership with the Mexican government and help them with whatever intelligence, training, and equipment they need to decisively defeat the cartels who are now, frankly, a state within a state. Gingrich said he believes that the Mexican government is unable to control its own territory, and because it's our next-door neighbor, 
We have a huge interest. Mexico is an important part of our future, he explained. The U.S. State Department issued a statement saying, The safety and welfare of U.S. citizens abroad is among the Department of State's top priorities. When a U.S. citizen is missing or passes away overseas, we engage with local officials at multiple levels and provide all appropriate consular assistance. As I always do, I'm going to give you my take on this story. Mexico is an amazing country filled with tradition and culture and beautiful people. The Americans killed in this brutal attack are just a part of the bigger tragic picture that has become Mexico. Here are the statistics. More than 130,000 people have been murdered in Mexico since 2015, including a record 36,000 killed in 2018 alone. Mexico is reporting over 100 killings per day nationwide. And the Mexican cartel is responsible for most of these numbers. Now, in my opinion, the U.S. government should list the South and Central American drug cartels as its own entity and as such be labeled as a terrorist group or more importantly, a terrorist army. You know, then, you know, a call to arms can be initiated. The war can begin and a full force of the United States military can go in and wipe them out. Now, at the same time, we militarize our border patrol, giving them access to sophisticated ground and aerial weaponry. Okay, they need to guard our great country from the terrorists that will be trying to flee the war zone. Now, I know, I get it. This sounds harsh, even brutal. But unless we, as a nation, step in and fight these monsters, Mexico will continue to be affected by these cruel killers indefinitely. I mean, it's it's never going to stop. It'll never end, folks, unless we do something. And I think about what this can mean for Americans. Most of the illegal drug trafficking in the United States come from, you know, or through at least, Mexico into the U.S. Now, they say there's been a decades-long war against the drug cartels. But I'm calling bullshit. Okay, there hasn't been a war. There's been a strong effort, yes, there, but there's been no war. We know exactly where these drug terrorists live, play, and work. Send the drones up and pick them apart. In one quick militarized campaign, we could cut off the heads of the beast, cripple their supply routes, and reduce them to ashes. So, you know, that's my two cents. And I know that I don't know much about this issue, but I do know this. Had we declared war on the cartels five years ago, tens of thousands of innocent people would still be alive today, including the nine Americans three women and six children of the LeBaron family, brutally murdered by the cartel last month. Now, you got an opinion on this issue? Feel like chiming in? Got a bone to pick with me and my opinions? Please feel free to reach out and let us know. Our email is shtf at offgridtx.com. Everyone loves mystery boxes, including you. That's why we wrap birthday gifts and Christmas presents. It's the excitement of not knowing what's inside as you're opening it. Well, OGTX has jumped on the bandwagon with our own series of mystery survival boxes with three different options to choose from. The Budget Prepper Box, the Bug Out Specialist Box, and our new premium Survival Junkie Box. Wow, what a great gift idea for the Prepper Survivals in your life. We handpicked and loaded our survival mystery boxes with quality survival gadgets that may one day save your life. Each box is valued at least 50% more than the purchase price. You can also join the monthly subscription plan so you never miss out on the excitement. Get your OGTX Mystery Survival Box by visiting our website at offgridtx.com. Okay, so that's going to be it for Prepper News. 
Folks, we walk the walk and we talk the talk. And outsiders are asking, why preparedness? Why survival training? What's the point? What's up with that? Tonight on the OGTX Prepper Survival Show, we discuss what it is to be a prepper survivalist. We'll get the answers for them and for us, because it's the prepper way. This is the OGTX Prepper Survivalist Show. I'm your host, Camel Keith. If you have any questions or comments on show topics past and future, contact us at shtf at offgridtx.com. So we are past Christmas. We made it. We made it through. The Christmas holiday is over and we are heading towards the first of the year. I hope everybody is feeling great. I hope you're feeling full. I hope you got the things that you wanted. I hope you gave the things that you wanted to give. Yeah, I'm pretty happy this time of year. Right now, I'm taking a break from work, so I'm able to do a few things with Off Grid Texas. You're going to have to bear with me tonight. My voice is a little rough. Uh, I'm not really sure why, but you're just going to have to deal with it. I'm a prepper, so I can deal with it. You're a prepper, so you can deal with it. Tonight, we're going to be answering those questions of who we are as preppers. What kind of a prepper are we? There's a lot of folks out there that want to know. They want to ask. They ask us things like, why are you a prepper? You know, what's that all about? What's going on with that? Well, we can talk about that. You know, preppers come in all shapes, sizes, color, creed, and financial status. We differ in our opinions as well as our experience levels. We're kindred brothers and sisters focused on preparedness and survival in uncertain times. We use terms like off-grid, long-term food storage, survive to thrive, water purification, bug out, bugging in. OPSEC, Gray Man, Number 10 Cans at MREs, and of course, the tried and true oldie but goodie, one is none and two is one. We love all kinds of survival gear, gadgets, and kit. We feel at home around a campfire. We push ourselves to learn new skills and trades. Preppers are passionate about many different things, all revolving around the single mindset of self-reliance. But there's a dark side, too. You see, thanks to the widely popular National Geographic series called Doomsday Preppers, we've been cast out as kooks, weirdos, extremists, and fanatics. The gun-toting militia is another fun term used to describe us. And yes, it's true, some of us do love our guns, especially here in Texas. Now, the New York Times condemned the Doomsday Prepper show as an absurd access on display. What an offensive target the prepper worldview is for ridicule and how offensively anti-life these shows are, full of contempt for humankind. And I get it. The folks that were often showcased on the show were handpicked from the most extreme of preppers. Now, the number of preppers in the United States is, is unknown. Worldwide is unknown. But a poll was taken for the National Geographic Channel back in September 2012, indicating that 28% of Americans knew at least one prepper. Now, those are big numbers. You know, and by the way, Doomsday Preppers uh, is or was and is still the National Geographic Channel's most watched series ever. That's got to tell you something, you know, about the prepper community and how widespread we are. 
A recent story in the New Yorker profiles Silicon Valley billionaires who are investing large sums of money on preparedness supplies and offshore properties where they can hunker down in case of a disaster. The article quotes the CEO of Reddit, who claims that over 50% of Silicon Valley billionaires have apocalypse insurance, meaning they have property in places like New Zealand or some other type of hideaway location. So, who are these people that prepare for the worst case scenario? The article goes on to say, your average prepper isn't a Silicon Valley billionaire, but the prepper movement is growing and it's crossing more economic and demographic groups. Natural disasters and political instability, both at home and abroad, have sort of heightened the interest among many people in being ready. Now, in 2015, the multinational specialty biopharmaceutical company headquartered in Maryland called Emergent Biosolutions undertook a multi-phase research project to better understand the prepper movement. A random sample of 1,022 people aged 18 to 65 were surveyed to explore prepping behavior. Findings suggested that the average prepper is not as extreme as many television programs would have them believe. Rather, your average prepper is an ordinary person trying to do his or her best with his or her family by preparing for emergency events. Now, they say preppers are ready for anything extreme, for instance, an epidemic or a pandemic. The defining characteristics of a prepper is a belief in self-sufficiency and the desire to be prepared for whatever life throws at them. Now, this could include preparing for anything from, let's say, a natural disaster to a man-made event like an electromagnetic pulse attack, an AMP. Now, approximately 4.5% of the respondents in this research reported themselves as committed preppers, meaning that they actively purchase and stockpile supplies in preparation for different types of disaster scenarios. While the exact number of preppers is difficult to estimate, research suggests that anywhere from 4 to 9 million Americans are engaged in prepping behavior and has increased since 2013. Another 16.5% of people reported that they prep to a moderate extent. That's a lot of preppers, folks. A lot of preppers. Now think about it. Our prepper clan spans across wide open country towns all the way into the heart of our cities. Yeah, don't forget about our urban preppers, our city dwellers. Okay, they're growing by the numbers every year. And that's because preppers come in all shapes and sizes. Some of us are bushcrafters, spending our weekends in the woods, following in the footsteps of the original Australian bushman, Les Hiddens, and the unforgettable Canadian bushcrafter, Morris Kohansky. We're maintenance workers, IT techs, and stay-at-home moms living in urban suburbia. We're doctors, truck drivers, business owners, lawyers, moms and dads, and ditch diggers, all intertwined and connected by a single mindset. We prep to survive so we can live to thrive. Whether you're just starting out in prepping or maybe you feel like you need to go back to the Prepper Survivalist Drawing Board, Off Grid Texas is here to help. So please go visit the OGTX website. There's plenty of Prepper Survivalist content for you to enjoy, absorb, and share with your friends and fellow preppers. You can thumb through the Prepper blog pages for some in-depth, encouraging, and fun reads from within the Prepper Survivalist community. Did you know that you can even listen to this podcast, the OGTX Prepper Survivalist Show, right there on the Off Grid Texas website? 
We've even created a page called OGTX Prepper Porn, which is a place where prepper survivalist vloggers of all levels can showcase their video content and spread the word of preparedness. The OGTX Prepper Porn page is a great place to visit and enjoy the prepper survivalist community with anyone, anywhere, anytime from one convenient location. While you're visiting the Off-Grid Texas website, we ask you to please head to the OGTX shop and have a look at our survival gear and swag. Our quality merch is offered to you at incredibly discounted prices and is our way of expanding the prepper community by helping folks get started and accomplish their goals without breaking the bank. Plus, it's your way to help support our show and our team in bringing you informative, entertaining, and progressive quality content for years to come. Please visit us at offgridtx.com. That's offgridtx.com. Okay. You know, I'd like to think that being a prepper is both being a student and being a teacher. Joining a prepper group or being involved in prepper blogs or podcasts or reaching out to get help or even to give help is what we preppers do. And it's not enough to just prep for yourself. Once you're well on your way to becoming the prepper survivalist you want to be, that's a time when you want to reach out to others and guide them to a life of preparedness. This is why the preparedness community is growing in numbers and will continue to grow. It's because of concerned and engaged people like us. Now, if you're one of those lone preppers, then you know who you are, okay? And I would urge you to reconsider your game plan. Being a lone prepper may seem cool and intriguing, and, and there's no shortage of Hollywood movies with characters hiding out, living and thriving, posting up alone in solitary conditions, you know, being successful hunter-gatherer prepper survivalist and needing no one else to help them or to get in their way or to look after. Well, that's great. For a movie character, that's great. But in reality, in real life, in real time, being alone for long periods of time in an SHTF situation is not an option. It shouldn't be an option. And as a prepper, you should definitely opt out of this game plan. Even if you plan to survive alone at your bug out location, you still need to be close to or part of an extended community. So make a plan. As part of your preps, make a plan to start reaching out to other preppers. Now, there's lots of ways to engage the prepper community. Just listening to this podcast right now is a great start. Preppers are heavily engaged online and use existing channels like Meetup and YouTube, um, podcast forums and blog posts, even Amazon to share information, to barter with each other, to you know meet like-minded folks and to research and purchase gear and supplies. Preppers also rely on word of mouth within their community. There are plenty of popular prepper Facebook pages that have over 750,000 unique views each month. I don't know, something like that. And prepper YouTube channels that have upwards of a million subscribers. These are great places to interact with the prepper community and possibly connect with other preppers who share your mindset. Now, what about websites like Meetup? Meetup.com is specifically designed for starting and connecting with like-minded groups. Years ago, I started a meetup group that had upwards of 20 members. I named the group, no kidding here, Off-Grid Texas, which as you know, became the name of our company and this podcast show. There's other websites out there. There's one called um, PrepperGroups.com that claims to help connect preppers to each other. Now, keep in mind, I don't know much about this site and I can't vouch for it, but it's out there. Yeah, so make it a part of your prepping game plan to connect with other preppers. So folks, in closing, let me say, you may be an urban prepper, an off-grid prepper, a homesteader prepper, rich or poor prepper, an accidental prepper, 
a noob prepper, a gray man prepper, an anti-establishment prepper, a tree-hugging prepper, family or farmer prepper, a Second Amendment prepper. You may be a North, Central, or South American, Canadian, European, Russian, Asian, Middle Eastern, Aussie, or Oceania prepper. You may be one of those gadget-loving, gun-toting, fire-building, camo-wearing, happy bushcrafting in the woods around a campfire prepper like me. Heck, you may even be one of those nutty doomsday preppers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Keep up the fight, the struggle, the cause. Keep filling those five-gallon buckets and number 10 cans. Research, practice, and train those skill sets. Connect with like-minded folks and help your fellow man become confident, self-sufficient members of planet Earth. Because we're preppers. And that's the prepper way. The OGTX team would like to thank all of you for being here with us tonight. Send your comments, questions, show ideas, and thoughts to shtf at offgridtx.com. We'd love to hear from you, good, bad, or indifferent. shtf at offgridtx.com. Visit our site at offgridtx.com. That's offgridtx.com. I am Camel Keith. This is the OGTX Prepper Survival the Show, and we are Off Grid Texas. Prepping, surviving, living, thriving. <laughs>